I want a lawyer. Those days are gone. Baby brother. You gotta pick a side. Hello, Gabriel. I want a lawyer. You and I both know those days are gone. You have a choice to make. Work for me. Line up like your father. Turn around! We don't have much time. Before first contact, we were fighting amongst ourselves. We needed the legislators to show us a better way. They're protecting us from anarchy. Tell our friends down below. They got our full operational support. Harmony, peace. It's a lie. They gonna take everything. What do you want me to do? As long as we fight back, we got a chance. Big money, playboy, your time's up. We're facing a full-blown insurgency known as Phoenix. Put your hand up. The network's communicating. They're playing at something big. Made you love. The team goes tonight. You ready? No one gets taken alive. Hello, Gabriel. You have a job to do. I've got a plan. I have faith in you. Light a match. Ignite a wall. I can take the risk. Get back to the way that things used to be. It's like I said, those days are gone. Hello and welcome to the Cinemondo podcast with Kathy, Mark and Burke talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, Always, always interesting. interesting. Oh, nailed it! That, that's the exclamation point. Of the podcast. <laughs> always, always interesting. interesting. So that's that, promising a lot. <laughs> so we always. Is it always? <laughs> I, I'm Often. always. Always. <laughs> always most always. of the time. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we try. <laughs> always interesting looking. Yeah, that was, you know. <laughs> I don't know. We need to be promising on looks right now. Is that interesting good or interesting bad? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Always interesting. Could right. go either way. <laughs> right. So that, that trailer that we just uh, saw and heard, mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's science fiction, which is like my yeah. favorite uh, genre. Well, not maybe not my favorite genre, genre, but I think it is. It's one of them. It's a class. It's it's a you, you you can you're a sci-fi fan, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's top three at least. Yeah, yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the movie is something that I never heard of until you guys told me yeah. about it. it. Um, it's called Captive State, and yeah. it is for sure a sci-fi movie. It's like um, 
I would classify this as hard science fiction because mm -hmm. it's not it's not like a children's film. It's not like a shoot 'em up, you know, aliens versus, you know, humans. And it's it's uh, you really have to think about it. It's got elements of a lot of uh, different types of film kind of put into a science fiction mm -hmm. landscape. Yeah, it's um, directed by Rupert Wyatt. And I, I had not heard it. I just was thumbing through, you know, a Showtime. I said, what's this? And then Rupert Wyatt, I remember he directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes that came out about 10 years ago. I said, well, oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, it was a big budget movie. Like, well, I, and then I saw the cast was John Goodman and yeah. Jonathan Majors from, uh, you know, a Lovecraft Country and uh, Vera from I guess. I said, well, this is a big cast, but I just, this movie just never heard of it. And I said, well, I'll just watch it, you know, because that mm -hmm. intrigues me. And Burke is right. It's a sci-fi, hard sci-fi with elements of social, you know, social political. Lots of social commentary. Yeah. Of Big drama. time. Yeah. Well, it hit really close to home, actually. Yeah, it really it's did. a 2019 film, though, but it has uh, it, it has uh, elements in it that make you think it's a, co a commentary on more recent events. Mm hmm it's very, very prophetic. It's very and prophetic. I, you know, apparently Focus released it without any critic screenings as if they almost like they didn't believe in it, like on, in round March. And they just kind of dumped it out there. I don't know why they would, because, you know, it's not like it's a, it's a failure or a terrible movie or anything. I'm always confused sometimes when studios do that kind of stuff. Like they just kind of go, well, let's just get this out. And it's like, why, why did you just do that? <laughs> Well, you know, so it kind of did it a disservice, I think. I think there's a, you know, in the world of big studios, it's like you, they put a lot of money on, into huge budget films like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. It's a $250 million movie. We're going to bank on it making money. And then there's a super low budget or low budget films that under a million dollars to two million, which is not a big, you know, it's, it's not a big risk. But this film costs $25 million to make, which is in that, you know, thing. Movies, but movies used to be made like that all the time. Sort of I like made that. movies like that for that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but they did, they put nothing behind it, and it only grossed, you know, a total of eight million. So it yeah. didn't, you know, didn't do well. But nobody. And he's a proven it. director. You know, he did a big blockbuster. Like I just, I don't get it. And, and they had kind of a, a good cast. Like a, it was a really diverse cast, which I really liked. You know, John Goodman, always good. It's good, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, it's all good. But man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's all good man um so yeah it, it was a total surprise so you know you think you see something of that just kind of dumped into streaming you're like well i guess i'll watch it and then you're like wow this is kind of intense and great so let's and talk the, about what it's about the basic premise <laughs> of it is a standard trope you know it's it's mm -hmm. like something you've seen a million times the, you know it's an alien invasion and it kind of it kind of had some kind of you know echoes of district nine Mm -hmm. And a few other sort of realism based. Um, yeah, very District one, 9. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it kind of explores the human side of what it would be like if there was an alien invasion. It's not really so much the military and the scientists trying to figure out how to stop the aliens. You imagine that stuff went on and you kind of get hints of it in the opening credits where there was a there was a battle and there was a huge, you know, a whole nother movie's worth of stuff happened. But this is sort of like, I think it's like 15 years after an mm -hmm. alien invasion, after a successful alien <laughs> invasion. Yes. Yep. And these aliens have, uh, and and you think about it, you know, what would happen? I mean, most movies, the humans end up beating the aliens, but uh, in this one, the aliens beat the humans 
And you kind of ask, you know, you wonder sometimes, like, what would it be like if aliens took over, you know? Well, the thing is, what was so interesting is a lot of people kind of accepted it because they improved things for a lot of people. Like there was diminished unemployment. The economy was better. Right. So it's like, I mean, I, they say aliens. I think they mean Republicans. But anyway, they they <laughs> well, sort they're of called, they're, called le- they're called legislators. Yes, yeah. we know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know who they're talking about. So I thought it was really interesting that there was a, a faction of people who were like, let's just let them stay here. Everything's kind of go- okay, you know. Then there's the other faction who's like, no, it's definitely not okay, <laughs> not for everyone. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, commentary on that. It kind of reminded me. Did you guys ever see the show Brain Dead? It was by no. the the Good Wife writer team didn't see that Um, it was basically about uh, aliens invaded and they um they invaded uh politics basically so they took over people's bodies in washington dc so technically you had the people who weren't invaded by aliens you had the ones who were democrats republicans you decide and then you know the evil people who would do anything of course with the aliens and there's the people who didn't agree with them which are the democrats so it was very very pointed but it was very similar very similar in tone and and similar to a lot of other shows like um from certain times in history when certain political things were happening like the movie the original invasion of the body snatchers is um you know a classic it's uh it's a bit of a reactionary thing about you know the commies and all that but it's mccarthyism uh, yeah and mccarthyism yeah like you know who's who's a person i should turn in to the authorities you know and that idea it, again it's that idea of um which i think is one of the scariest things in scary movies is the person that you love and trust turns out to be a traitor you know mm-hmm. yeah and uh, this movie has some of that um uh, captive state has some elements of people you trust betray there's betrayals and there's twists i actually have to admit there were certain it it the movie moves. It really runs and moves. It doesn't slow down for you. And if you're a little bit slow, like I am with, I had to watch it twice. Not just saying, (laughs) well, I want to see it again because there were a few things I missed. And I, at the end, like there were a few parts in it where I was like, okay, wait a minute. It's It's class. It's it's one of those movies where, uh, you know, you're thrown in, there's a prologue, right. Where it happens where the aliens are and you're thrown into that prologue into the middle of something. You're like, what's going on? And then there's the, then it's like you said, 15 years later, and you're, again, you're thrown into 15 years later, and you're just sort of like have to catch up with what's what's going on with the characters. So for the first half hour, like, I don't know what's going on, but it's moving. Yeah. And so I'm into it, you know, and then when you're at the end, you go, oh, and then you immediately want to see it again, because then it sort of makes sense. I love movies like that. Yeah. I also like how they technically digital um, information was illegal. You know, the aliens made it illegal. So I like that they had to take a society who was used to digital, you know, digital technology and then reversing it. So yeah. that's why they had to do everything with like tape and like Polaroid cameras. Like I kind of liked the degrading of the surveillance in a way. It was very interesting how they did that. And you kind of, they had the people who were kind of resisting that. And, you know, jobs were made by wiping phones and getting rid of digital information. It was just bizarre. Right, little <laughs> yeah. SIM cards get crunched. You yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So it was very smart. I thought the world building was interesting. I thought yeah. uh, the filmmaker, I thought it was really well directed. I thought the music was great. I yeah, mean, the music. I recognize, I Rob Smithson uh, did the uh, soundtrack, the, the score, and I've been listening to it. And it's really intense and mm-hmm. weird and yeah. 
all over the place. And so, and it has great set pieces. There's, there's something that happens at the football stadium in Chicago. It's like that was spectacular. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Loved soldier, it. soldier field. And it's really like, yeah. wow, this is good. You know? So, yeah. you know, high marks for a really interesting story that you have yeah. to sort of, if you, if you're watching this at home and you go to, you know, put the, put the wash in the dryer and come back, yeah. forget it. You're lost. <laughs> you're lost. <laughs> I was trying to watch it like, well, I'm like doing podcast stuff or, you know, whatever. And I'm trying to watch it here. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not understanding this movie. I had to stop and I had to start over and just rewatch it. Then of course, you know, once you watch it, you're like, Oh God, I have to watch this again because now I get it. So I was but, sitting in a chair aimed at the television, intently paying attention yep, to every to. second of it. And I still kind of, <laughs> I still need to go back and like, yeah. Cause there's still characters in there. I'm not sure what side they were on and stuff. Right. It's, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a mostly, it's a satisfying film. If you don't go into it, expecting a giant, um, you know, spectacular blockbuster alien invasion movie. There's, you know, there doesn't have those, um, you know, armies of, right. you know, military attacking alien spacecraft and aliens duking it out with the good guys and stuff. In fact, you, you don't see the aliens very much in the film and you don't it in one way. I like that. In another way, I kind of wanted to see more of the alien culture and the, the alienness of the aliens. They were, um, but, but in it, but in the way that I like it, what I liked about it was the fact that we see what the people see. We, we know about the aliens, what the people in the film know about them. Yes. And you yeah, see them absolutely. blurry and distorted. And there's one scene that I thought was really great where some people are trying to flee and they see something in the distance and you see these shapes and something comes out and it, it sort of um, turns into this spiky thing and you don't know what it's doing. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, it, it's you wonder is that the aliens are they these you know cloverfield looking things again you know but then you get the the feeling that maybe there's different types of aliens because there's another one wouldn't they mm -hmm. call them hunters i guess who come yeah. in and they look more yeah. like dudes in in armor suits you know like right. bipedal yeah. humanoids they're, they're, everything's off like the coast or i guess in chicago it's you know chicago, like, yeah. like michigan mm -hmm. so there's these you know, spaceships and stuff, weird stuff happening there or underwater. You get the sense of maybe something's happening underwater, uh, underground. So, they keep underground. The yeah. So it's just, you don't really get a sense, but that is exactly the way you would feel if you were living, you know, as these aliens have come in and taken over the world and you don't know what's going on, but you have to kind of go along with it or you have to fight it. And well, that's what I liked about it is that it yeah. was kind of low tech in a way. Like we did see, you do see some aliens, you do see some, some action, but it's mostly about, what would really happen if aliens took over and we had to live under that regime? Like, yeah. And I, on the I love human, the on the like human how, level. Yeah. The humans have to deal with the, the demands of the alien race and in, and, and in reward for that, they, they give us things, but a lot of people know, of course, as we know, nobody can agree on what they want right. from anyone. So the, it wasn't enough for a lot of people to be under alien rule. And then, you know, these people are great locations, like these burned out looking yes. warehouses and all just, I mean, just great looking. The old church. And there were some really yeah. beautiful locations in this. Yeah. yeah. My, I think my only, my only beef was that the female characters were pretty minimal. Like, I don't even remember besides Vera, uh, Farm, Farmiga, Farmiga. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. I can't say her name. I love her, but she still was pretty... I didn't quite, I mean, she seemed like a pretty shallow character. I mean, I, I, I recognized her. I instantly wanted to like her, 
but I don't really remember a lot of female characters standing out in the movie, but I think as a muscular sort of, you know, masculine energy movie, and it was written by a woman. So um, I thought it really succeeded on that level. And I think by casting somebody like John Goodman or even Vera, you instantly have a connection to them. And so you, you want to like them, you want to believe them, you want to trust them, but you don't really know if you can. So there's this weird sort of conflict as you're watching it, like, oh, what's going on with this? Like, she has yeah. such a weird role. Like, yeah. <laughs> such well, odd... yeah. Well, again, you're watching like, what is, she, what's her, the scenes? Which... I wasn't even sure if she was real. Like, yeah. I thought he was going in this room and fantasizing her or something. <laughs> I thought maybe she was something that the aliens gave him, you know, like yeah. a, a construct that he was allowed, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, the reviewers, when it came out, called it muddled, confusing, uh, whatever, complicated. And I think it's because it is kind of like you have to kind of go along with it. You really don't know what's happening, mm -hmm. but it does come together in a satisfying way yeah. and it makes you want to see it again. And then it makes a lot more sense. So for me, that's okay. You know, I don't mind going back and go, oh, this is why they're acting like this. You know, that's fun. I'm okay with the movie being a little too smart for me. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I'd rather they do that than be super boring and like spoon fed every detail where you're already predicting everything that's going to happen. Like, I really had no idea where this was going to go. I didn't know who really was going to win. I mean, I assumed like, will the humans win? I mean, it just seemed impossible. Like, how could they possibly win? <laughs> so, yeah. they've so already it was, lost yeah it's yeah they've like lost and it's, it's ingrained in the society you know right. so i i liked how they sort of had a little pseudo political um undertone to it uh also but uh not knowing who to trust i think is where the confusion comes in because you think you can trust this person you're not sure it's like people get you know abducted and then you're not sure if they're you know helping or not it gets very but see that's part of the charm of it in a way because you don't know who to trust and so you're off balance the whole time yeah it's like mark was saying you get thrown into this world and you mm -hmm. you you have to keep up you know you're you're in this place and if you know if somebody from another alternate reality came into our world we wouldn't sit here and explain everything about our world to them in dialogue you know it was yeah. like you know this is where we live this is how it works follow yeah. along but the um, one of the things in a film, I think that and I'm not saying that this is a fault of the film, but normally in films, things are explained in clever ways and you, you get you get the data, you know, you get the data dump in a way that doesn't um, feel like a hammer, you know, or some, you know, <laughs> right. somebody in the show saying, well, since they put up the forbidden zones and humans yeah, are not allowed monologue. in the forbidden zones. <laughs> and the only way we can get into forbidden zones is if we have blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody knows that in this world, you don't have to yeah. have somebody explaining right. that. So right. the way they did it in here is they showed that there were, you know, they showed these walls and these, you know, these people are not allowed and the the idea of the collars and the the little markers that people have to wear right. that you know nobody says any nobody really says anything about oh you have to have this and you have to do right. this you yeah. just see it and you go oh that must be an inhibitor for the little right tagger, you figure you, you figure know? it out yeah. okay the collar is a good thing mm -hmm. you know it yeah. helps you know so uh, and the little weird physicality thing with the little weird lump yeah, in yeah, everyone's yeah. neck. That was super creepy to me. It like, was like a little every time they showed it, I was like, yeah. some sort of biological <laughs> <Happening>. technology. That, <laughs> yeah. And then just the paranoia and, and not knowing wh you know, where, where the movie might take this one character. You know, I thought Ashton Sanders was amazing in it because instantly you like this guy. And he's just yeah. so vulnerable and so great. And that was kind of like how it affected people kind of like, you know, that weren't at the top of the, you know, basically rich people 
you know, yeah. versus poor people. You get to see how this is affecting everyone, including people like him, who basically you don't have much of a choice. You just you have to work in the factory or what else are you going to do? You have to work for the aliens because what else can you do? You know, right. so it was, it was a great little um, uh, great kind of construct of having him be your way in. Because you're down there, of course, you know, sympathizing with him. And then you have the kind of murky John Goodman character. And he was super creepy, not funny. Don't expect any humor. <laughs> he was yeah. very grim, <laughs> you know, but you still like him, you know. I mean, the only the little tiny moment you get to see John Goodman is that, you know, a scene at the end, the very end where you kind of see life before the aliens. You're like, oh, that's a John Goodman. That's the one I know, you know. Yeah. But I, I ultimately thought it was very effective. And yeah. I, the relationship between Ashton Sanders' character, Gabriel, and uh, his, his brother, played by Jonathan Majors, was yeah. really interesting because I really didn't know what, you know, I said, I guess these are the good guys, but I don't really know. I was having a tough time figuring out their relationship. Like, yeah. yeah. What was he doing? What, you know, why, why was there strife there? But then, you f- again, that's a thing that it, it, it's answered at the end. So all yeah. those questions you have as, if you're watching the movie, it, it comes together in the end. You have to go back and see it again because just to sort of solidify in your mind what's happening. And happened. you should because you can kind of relax and watch it. Like, you know, you're kind of yeah. trying to keep up and it's very intelligent. You know, you're just moving fast, like you said, and you're kind of trying to keep up. You can watch it a second time kind of knowing and you can kind of ease in and then you can see a lot more detail. You start seeing how it's really in a very clever way, kind of laying out the plot lines and uh, you know that that's worth a second watch definitely i i understood the film but there's a lot about it i didn't get and i'm i'm sort of playing you know playing like i understood it better than i probably really did so in order to not look stupid i'm going to ask that after we finish recording the podcast mark if you could explain the film to me the ending <laughs> oh, god <laughs> i was confused by the ending at first i went wait what yeah. And then when I when I watched it the second time, I'm like, oh, it gets even more ingenious and amazing. Like yeah. I was like, oh, that's what. Yeah, so good. Well, what was the, I thought the cool, like complicated level that it was on was that it wasn't just the aliens that were the bad guys. You right. know, you also had the humans that didn't agree. Like some people agreed with what the aliens were doing. So yeah, you weren't right. just fighting the aliens; you were fighting for people who were fighting for the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets very le- multi-leveled. Yeah. yeah, and um, I'll just go back to the music again because I've been playing that a lot. <laughs> the whole soundtrack, it's so good. It's just really that propulsive kind of stuff that just makes a movie that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it had a weird alien vibe to it, like almost like some weird siren in the background calling us. It was just, it was just really good, and it was like yeah. it really accentuated the scenes at the, yeah. the football field and some of the other stuff. So yeah, yeah, the uh, sound. I mean, it's a completely professional film. There's nothing amateurish or cheesy about it. Oh, very well a done. Couple of digital effects didn't we're a little quite iffy. work yeah. for me there was yeah, a couple of shots and and oddly enough the one shot that i did not like digital digital effect shot that i i thought was a little bit um badly comped or something they used it twice and uh, maybe I, I know which one it is yeah the ship yeah. going across the water yes. it just it was it was oh. one of those things where the camera was following something and the thing it's following stays so still in the shot that it looks like it's painted on a piece of glass in front of the camera that they're moving. And, and also the comping, you know, the, the, the levels, the depth and all that, it didn't look fogged enough. It didn't look, you know, that, that kind of stuff, little technical things, but otherwise I thought it made it look extra alien that way though. It didn't react the way I expected it to react in the environment. Like it was, it was weird. Like it was sort of acting independently. So I kind of, I kind of gave it. That. It looked like a rock. It almost looked like the, uh, yeah, you know, it looked like a big rock flying through the, the air side or something, which is, which was cool. I, I like, don't know. 
I like the sentries or whatever they were that were kind of like on the jetty, like those three. I don't yeah. know what they were. Yeah, those are very cool. Stone like things. Pacific Rim Jaegers yeah. Yeah. standing by. Was it was neat. super creepy. But so those were alien threat. technology, right? Yeah. I think so. I got yeah. the impression they were, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If they're weird looking, it's alien. Of course. Yeah. Well, they, you know, of course, you know, they've been there for nine or 10 years or whatever it is. So they yeah. had time to set things up, you know. Yeah, so, um, but it's one of those surprises. I actually did a blog. If you go to our um, website, saw I talked about how one of the joys of streaming movie, streaming at home is like you come across a movie that you just, oh, what is this? You have no idea. And you're pleasantly surprised. I think that's yeah. great. You know, you go, oh my God, here, this movie, I have a feeling this movie will have a life as maybe a cult film mm. or something that gets appreciated down the road a little bit more than it you know, has already. That's just my gut feeling. It and it's like- the perfect Cinemondo movie because I feel like it's yeah. one of those hidden <laughs> gems that we always like to find and give more life to by talking about it and letting people know about it. Because I don't know if anyone would even bother looking at it. You know, it's just like, what? And when you say captive state, I'm like, oh, is it some kind of cult thing? Like, I'm like, uh. Oh, I was going to thought of some went, weird went, YA oh. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's underappreciated, as we always like to say. And but it's always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's a um, it's hard sci-fi. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would recommend. But with it emotion and and is a lot about relationships. So it is hard sci-fi around the edges. But I feel ultimately it's about the people and how they live. Yeah. So I, that's what I liked about it. it. It's not off-putting in that you're just going to see a bunch of hardware. Right. And then a lot of people talking in monotone and with the weird droning music. You know, it's like it's like right. it's alive inside there. So. <laughs> I mean, even the small roles. Even though like, that's uh, good, sometimes there's that actor who I think he was in The Wire, who played one of the uh, one of the good guys. One of the, his name is James Ransom. He had the beard. He was. Yeah. He's like always interesting to watch. There's a lot of the smaller roles were also well cast. Yeah. And uh, really well done. It was like uh, mm-hmm. aside from those the shots, I agree with Burke on those two uh, special effects shots. Didn't work for me either for whatever reason. But the rest of it for me. I was okay with it. The rest of it was really like top notch. I was very, mm-hmm. very happy to watch it and very happy to recommend it. Yeah. We are recommending it to you people right now. And it's a film that wasn't shot in Los Angeles. It was shot mm-hmm. evidently in uh, Chicago. I mean, there were some shots where you see the people, you know, at the end when they're walking and you see the skyline of Chicago behind them. And I think, um, I'm not sure, but I think there was a lot of real locations. I don't, I don't get the impression that there were any digital locations and there were a lot of really cool uh, grungy um, locations, which, you know, like burned out neighborhoods and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think they, which I think they maybe scouted and found these places. And, you know, the place that supposedly there was this horrible battle and they, you know, they, leveled this town there's a place that looks like a town that's been leveled but i imagine so it's weird. just a, a gnarly neighborhood in chicago somewhere <laughs> well, yeah. well you know they call they keep talking about pilsen and i said what is pilsen you know and that is an actual yeah. real neighborhood yeah. in chicago you know that's funny. and same with the other i can't remember the name of the one that you're talking about burke the kind of the, it was the where the war and something montego city i forgot what it was called yeah. or something like that it's where the um, brother apparently became the hero and right yeah, those are legit, both legitimate Chicago neighborhoods. So yeah, uh, it's very Chicago centric. Kevin Dunn, who plays like the bad political guy in this, the mayor or whatever, he's a Chicago. He was great he's in all yeah. Chicago. He's always plays every Chicago movie. He was in that uh, <laughs> that Kevin that uh, Kevin Bacon one, um, Stir of Echoes. That's a all Chicago, right. Yeah, oh, yeah Chicago okay. movie played in that. So another good little movie. Yeah, oh yeah, very mm-hmm. good. But it's, so that's I like think- to see Kevin Bacon in this. Actually, I missed him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where was Kevin Bacon? What was Why? Why would you I leave mean, him out? <laughs> if Kevin Bacon had been in this movie, the aliens wouldn't have been able to That's true. take over. <laughs> I, I read a few articles saying that people think that this is a, one of, in, in, this is a Cloverfield movie. Like this is oh, in the yeah. Cloverfield canon. And oh, that doesn't make kinda... any, I mean, it's kind of interesting, but it doesn't really make sense because John Goodman was in the second Cloverfield movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, maybe yeah. it was after. We don't know. I mean, I'm not sure of the timeline, but we don't really but know what happened. You know, it would make it would make sense because you know you couldn't be in both movies. or before actually. Yeah, yeah I see. What it would mean. have to be like way later. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't yeah, think it, it is. It. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> good luck with that, people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I do. Uh, I did hear they were making a new Cloverfield that's supposed to be more directly linked to the first movie because they said you know all the Cloverfield movies had kind of been their own thing, so now they are working on one. So maybe this was it. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> exactly it'd be funny but, if the movie's out for a couple of years and it's like oh yeah it's the cloverfield sequel <laughs> that's a movie we're working on we telling you about but kept a secret <laughs> now go see it <laughs> oh my god anyway so, so what do you I guys think about cloverfield tell us down in the comments yeah, leave comments <laughs> what do you think check out this movie too captive yes. state and let us know what you think down in the comments yeah, I really want to hear what people think when they hear us talk about a movie they haven't seen and they see it. I want to hear yeah. what they think. That, you know, <laughs> do they agree? Like, are they glad? Did they, did they think we were nuts? Did they watch it twice? I just want to know how many people watched it twice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you also, in the, we give you permission in the comments downstairs to uh, go ahead and spoiler, you know, because, uh, you know, if it's in the comment and you say spoiler warning, yeah, you got to You got to preface it. Yeah, you can't but it's such it. a new film. We, we don't really like to spoiler new films. So. Yeah, right. It's, 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 <laughs> so ignore everything he just said about it. We're giving you permission because it's not allowed. But permission in the comments, as long as you say spoiler warning. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. So please comment on because we, we all like Ca Captive State. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And yeah. I'm going to hear what more people think. Yeah. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're yes, watching please. on YouTube, subscribe and like. Join us. And Come to the alien side. Like, join us. <laughs> Even though they don't like technology, but we do. Bring it on. <laughs> so it was a pleasant surprise for me, and I'm glad you yep. guys liked it. And, I'm glad uh, you guys told me to watch it. And now we yeah. forced Burke to watch it. Some things he he refuses to watch, which is probably good. I'm like Alex in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Mark and I watch a lot of bad stuff oh, just God. so we can we can wean out the good stuff for Burke. Yes. We're like we're like scrubbing bubbles because you don't have to, you know. I'm like the prince, and you are my food tasters. <laughs> so how was this film? Did Mark or Kathy watch it? Mark is dead, so watch it. <laughs> Sorry, Mark is not here anymore. Me. He gave me a bad film recommendation. <laughs> He has <laughs> resigned. <laughs> he has gone to the cornfield. <laughs> He's pushed into the cornfield for that bad recommendation. Uh, oh my god! All anyway, right, that's it. Captive State, check it out. It's I saw it on Showtime, but you can find it other places, I'm sure. Yep, and watch our other videos that we have. We have tons of stuff where we just because we cannot shut up about movies. Now we do solo reviews sometimes, just for the hell of it. Short ones, look little bite sides. So take yes. it. Yes. Getting out of control, people. <laughs> We're taking, we're taking over. Yeah, one subscriber at a time. Yeah, Cinemondo <laughs> slowly, <laughs> one subscriber at a time. <laughs> one subscriber per week. No. It's like a big <laughs> purple plush octopus toy <laughs> draped over the globe. That's yes. right. Yes, like Sherwin Williams recovering the world. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> take Captain care. Captain State. Everyone.
Check it out. And check us out and please comment and go to our, uh, you know, on podcasting. We're all over the place and do that and see our past episodes. We've got like 130 of them or something. So you literally can't get away from us. You might as well just give in. (laughs) We are there. We're like the aliens. Can't win. Just listen. (laughs) It's always fun to do these. And thanks very much for watching and listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. See you later. Get that. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Take a call. We'll be right back. (laughs)